Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Welcome back to Truth Talks with Tara. It is your host and online best friend, Tara Sun. I am so excited to be here with you today, as I always am. But today is different because it is the first podcast episode of a new year of 2021. I hope and pray that you were able to spend some really good quality time, hopefully away from your phones and more with your family and friends, celebrating Christmas and this kickstart to a new year. I definitely enjoyed being offline a little bit more, spending it with my fiance our first and last Christmas and New Year's as fiancés because in just about two months we'll be married. So anyway, I wanted to do an episode today about something that I think can bring a lot of anxiety to us and it comes around the new year. We're going to be talking more of a pep talk today about New Year's resolutions and I wanted to kind of give the down low of how we as Christians should take on New Year's resolutions. Are they actually beneficial? What does the world say about them? How can we grow in Christ more? And how can we keep our focus on what matters most? And if you're anything like me, where you're a little bit type A, you love goals, you love getting organized, this may be an encouraging release for you just to hear what God has to say about living our lives with resolutions or without resolutions. So before we start diving in, I wanted to say a quick thank you for being here, for supporting this podcast, for listening, subscribing. I am so hopeful for what God alone is going to do through this show 
And I am floored and humbled every single day that I get to sit down and record and talk to you and help you know, love, and live God's word for yourself. I am so excited to see what God's going to do in 2021. Just thank you again for being here. It truly would not be what it is today without you. And I'm just so appreciative that we are online best friends. Okay, so let's just get into it. New Year's resolutions tell us that we can just simply put our mind to something and it'll happen, right? I mean, this is what the world says. I'm sure you've heard it. Declare and resolve that you'll go to the gym four times a week and it'll happen. Just declare and put a resolution out there on Instagram or on a piece of notebook paper that you'll cut out sugar and it'll happen. Put your mind to it and tell yourself that you'll maybe go to bed earlier and not touch your phone or look on social media past 10 p.m. and it'll just happen. But friend, here's the thing that we as Christians need to remind ourselves of. We live our lives, our entire lives, in the strength of another. Not ourselves, not our own willpower or strength. We live our lives through this other person that we're talking about, and that is the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 tells us and so many other passages that we walk by the Spirit. We live by the Spirit. We walk by faith in the power of another, that another being Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit, and God the Father that resides over all of them. Whether we like to admit it or not, we as Christians, I'm not saying the world here, but we as Christians depend on the Holy Spirit to do in us, work in us, work through us what He knows needs to be done. So what will happen? So that God will get the glory, not us. First Peter 4, 1 says, we do all of these things. We use all of our gifts. Why? So that God will get the glory. And when I was preparing for this episode and taking some time scrolling through social media and just looking at what other people think about resolutions and praying, I just realized this key piece. God really made this so evident to me. I feel like a key piece we're missing in resolutions and all these things is an element of grace. You mean the grace that literally won us from death to life? Yeah, that grace that sent Jesus after us even when we didn't deserve to be rescued. Let's look at Paul's life. I've been thinking a lot about Paul's life and how he really has so much to say about this, not only for the new year, but life in general. If you've read any of his letters, basically the whole New Testament is written by him, you'll see that Paul was a motivated man after he was converted after God rescued him on that road and he really met God for the first time, he became very motivated about living his life. God literally sent him to be a missionary all around the Middle East, which is now modern-day Turkey, if you didn't know that. His 24-7 job was to be a missionary, a teacher, a preacher, a pastor, a writer, all the things. That was his job. That was his livelihood. Paul was also a tent maker, too, if you didn't know that on the side. But what does Paul say over and over through his letters? For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. That is what he says in Romans 15, 18. There are so many other verses, if we read, that tell us what he was saying. It's the same message throughout it. Paul's resolutions, his plans, his schedule, his things he did, the things he wanted to do to go and make disciples, to write letters, were empowered by, sustained by, and worked through the grace of Christ. He wasn't saying that everything that he had done was through him and that he simply said he would do it and he would do it. No, he was saying that I will not speak of anything in my life 
except for what Christ has done because I recognize that nothing that I can do on my own is worthy of what Christ has called me to. I can only operate this kind of work through Christ and through his grace. And this is literally at the heart of Christ and it's actually completely countercultural to the world, right? To the secular world, to people who don't know Christ. The world says we can do anything we put our mind to. The world says that there's nothing in our way and we should grind ourselves to nothing to get it done. But at the heart of the Christian life lies grace. God is the one who makes resolutions happen through us. I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer and telling you you can't do anything you want, but I'm saying that in the Christian life, it's no longer about our power, but God's power. And we're given grace to do everything God has for us, not just these resolutions and not just the things that are quote unquote in ministry. Grace means the extending of Jesus's kindness, God's kindness and mercy. Think about it. When Jesus saved us on the cross, he showed us grace, right? That was his, call it an ultimate act of showing us favor, love, and kindness, even when we didn't deserve to be saved. That's what grace and mercy is. That's the but or the even because we didn't deserve any of that. It wasn't because of anything we had done, but had everything to do with what Jesus had just done on the cross and what he would continue to do. Grace can also be explained as, I've heard it explained through my pastors and other people, as undeserved, unmerited favor on us. Basically, it's God showing us favor, care, and generosity out of the blue (laughs) with no reason. But here's the beauty of grace. I really want to bring this home. Here's the theology of grace. It takes the pressure off of us performing so hard to do things on our own, to gain our way into heaven, to gain our way into relationship with Christ, to be better so that we can go to heaven, to do good work so that God will love us. Grace means that God showed us unmerited favor. He saved us when we didn't even deserve it. We don't have to be the best person in the world. Heck, we know that as humans, we are desolate and we are nothing without Christ. And so this is the beauty of grace is that God came to extend grace to everyone. And grace is now a part of our lives as Christians now that we're saved. Grace is a part of every single walk of our lives. It means by the grace of God, I can do in Christ as a believer, I can do whatever he wants me to do. It means that because God alone has saved me by grace, I can live every day through grace. And my life is now not my own, like I said earlier, because our lives, if we've accepted Christ, have been bought by the blood of Jesus. It's like how I love I love to look at my story because I was adopted. I love that way it's played out too because God literally adopted us. He saved us from another situation and he adopted us by grace, by nothing that I could do on my own. And he gave me a seat at his table. He gave me a place in his family and he's done the same thing for you. So now we have a bigger purpose to live for, friend, and we have heavenly resolutions to set our minds to. But here's the good news and I want you to listen to this, receive this, and let it take a weight off your shoulders. You don't have to do any of these resolutions or life in general on your own or in your own strength. And that should be freeing. Why? Because of grace. Simply that, because Jesus lives inside of you. He has saved you and the Holy Spirit is now operating through you. Someone bigger than you could ever possibly imagine. So if I fail and mess up, if I sin, if I make a mistake, insert yourself in here, I'm covered by grace. 
It doesn't mean that I should continue sinning because I have grace. No, no, no. Like Romans 6 says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? By no means. We were buried, therefore, with Jesus by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Friend, did you catch that? Grace frees us up to not worry about our own agenda, but to wholly follow Christ and His agenda, and know that even if we do fall short or sin, We aren't lost because let's be honest, haven't we all made a resolution or a decision at the beginning of the year or even in the middle of the year or the end of the year and we've fallen short? We all have done that. But here's the really cool thing. We all have failed, but we haven't ruined any year in Christ because of grace. This just means that we have a greater reason to live, a greater resolution in this life a greater one than losing weight or going to the gym. We have a resolution to love God, live for God, and light up the world for God. And I've been learning too that the more we prioritize the Lord, the more that these other things in our lives, like getting physically fit or being at a good level, these other places in our lives or work or business, they will fall into their proper place too because I'm putting God at the forefront. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. We're going to talk about that more in a little bit, but I'm not saying that resolutions like losing weight, working out more, drinking more water, or saving more money is bad. Honestly, those are all really worthy things to strive after, and I would be lying if I said that those weren't on some of my lists. But if our health is falling short in a certain area, we have the responsibility to sustain our bodies well. Why? Because there are physical vessels to carry us around to live for Jesus, to love on others, and do the work we're called to. So that just shows you right there that resolving to be physically fit is not a bad thing. But I am saying that any resolve that doesn't keep God, his will, and his purpose for your life in the center shouldn't be obsessed over. I'm going to say that again. Any resolution that doesn't keep God, his will, and his purpose for your life in the center should not be obsessed over. And the key word is obsessed. It's great to make resolves and to put our minds to bettering our bodies, our hearts, our spirits, our relationships, 
But many of us fall short, I'm talking to myself here too, thinking that we can only do it during the beginning of the year. That if we fail, we're doomed. We suck. January came and went. I failed my resolution already. I can't keep going. But here's the thing. In Christ, we're beings that are continually being made sanctified. And that's a fancy word I'm sure you've heard for becoming more like Christ, transforming, conforming, to be more like him in every area of our lives. And here's the cool thing about sanctification is that it seems like a heavy thing. Like, oh my gosh, I could never possibly become more like Christ. But here's the thing. That's what the spirit living inside of you is for. Again, you don't have to worry about that. If you're following in step with the Lord, the Spirit will sanctify you. You will start to become more like Christ if you're following Him. Obviously, we're not going to become just like Him, but that is the goal of the Christian life. And if there are resolutions that aid in our sanctification, meaning helping our sanctification and for us to become more like Christ and be closer to Christ, then beautiful. Go for it. Do it. Heck, even make a resolution to work out more and make your body healthy. But when it comes to letting New Year's resolutions consume us, don't do it, friend. And why not, you may ask? Because we're often too tempted to follow after the world and think that we can do it on our own. I mean, I've been there too. That this girl over here on social media has this New Year's resolution, then how could my resolution even compare? Or that I messed up two days into my resolution to not eat sugar and ate a candy bar, so I guess I'm a failure and I'll just stop trying to better myself or my health. Or I resolved to read my Bible uninterrupted for 15 minutes every morning, but about two weeks into this resolution, my Instagram notifications popped off and I failed. So I might as well just stop because I'm useless. See, that's not the thing. Let's resolve for good things in our life. But let's not resolve to do them on our own. That's the key right here. Let's not resolve to do things that don't honor God. And let's not resolve to do anything that goes against what God says. Let's not resolve to only resolve at the beginning of the year too. That might have been a tongue twister. Repeat that back if you need to. Let's not resolve to only resolve at the beginning of the year. Instead, let's live by faith through grace alone. Let's get excited about the sanctifying work that God will do through us every day, not just at the beginning of the year. Let's offer up our simple obedience to follow what he and his word have to say to us every day. And let's remember that God alone works in us to do what he wants. As a Christian, we should only want to do what God wants us to do, right? Because he alone gives us the best. And he alone knows what's for our good and his glory. If we just wrap our mind around the fact that God knows exactly what's best for us to put our mind and our time and our energy into, we're going to have this beautiful, sanctifying life. Not saying that hardship and trial and pain is not going to come, but when we realize that God alone is the best director of our steps, like Proverbs and Psalms tells us over and over that God directs our steps even though we try to plan our ways, we're going to have this beautiful, sanctifying life that becomes more like Christ and more effective for his kingdom. All right, so I'm going to say one more thing too on this pep talk, which, friend, I want you to know that when I'm speaking this, I'm speaking this over my life too. As a very type A person, I get very excited about New Year's resolutions every January or the days after December 25th, and I'm thinking, okay, it's time for resolutions. I'm really excited to get organized. Let's do it. But I have to remind myself of all of these things too because I'm a human. I fall short. 
I'm just praying that these truths will release you of all pressure to do this or that and just simply rest in grace like we talked about, that unmerited favor and directing of the Lord. Simply follow what God has for you. That leads me into one more thing I'd love to chat with you about, and that is not comparing your life or resolutions to other people's lives and resolutions. Oof. Friend, let me tell you, the weeks leading up to January 1st and even now have been a bit loud. I mean, can you relate? (laughs) I love social media. Heck, I truly do. I mean, it's my job and my mission field and my ministry, but it can be really loud when you're constantly scrolling and all you see is other people's resolutions and beautiful filtered lives. Now, I'm not knocking anyone for having resolutions. Like we said, resolutions can be good. Resolving to do good things and bettering our faith especially can be good. But as humans, we all have this little thing called jealousy and comparison ramp up. Raise your hand if you have. I have. (laughs) And when we see other people creating these beautiful, grand, big resolutions or accomplishing all they want in their impressive life, it can knock us down a bit. It can knock the wind out of us, take the wind out of our sails, all the wind metaphors. So I wanted to leave you with this if you're finding yourself a bit discouraged by the noise of other people's lives, their big resolutions and what they're getting done. Perhaps feeling like you can never measure up. Listen up, love. Your goal is not to keep up with everyone else this year. Your goal is to keep in step with God, to simply love, follow him, obey him, and his leading for your life. Why is it that our first instinct is to measure up our lives to someone else's, to take the measuring stick, hold it up against us, move it over and hold it up against her, to immediately compete? Why? Well, that's the sin nature and the downfall of man. But I want to remind you right now to heed the leading of your Lord first and foremost, always, all the time, not just in New Year's resolutions or online, but all of the time in every moment. As one of my sweet friends, Amy, puts it, what if, and I'm not saying this is for everyone, God isn't calling you to automatically sprint into the new year as a busy little bee? What if he's calling you to start 2021 in complete and total rest? You don't need to be busy to be fruitful. You don't need to keep up with everyone else to feel accomplished. You don't need to have countless new goals and hit the ground running plans to welcome the new year with wisdom, end quote. Seek the Lord now in this new year. Seek the Lord in January, in February, in March, in April, and beyond. Heed, meaning slow down and give consideration to what God wants you to do. Sure, we as Christians share some of the same goals and calls, as a, as a collective church, to go and make disciples, to love others, to make him known, to bear fruit, to be in the word, to stay in fellowship, etc., etc. The Bible tells us so. But there will be things unique to you and your job and your life and your family and your situation that God has uniquely called you to. That God is calling you to walk in faith in, to make resolutions in that he may not be calling someone else to. So friend, I'm encouraging you right now and myself to just rest, to settle in grace. Trust me, you do not want anything less than what God has for you in 2020 and beyond. So get with him in the word. Take serious time in prayer and seek the Lord and what he has for you. Get around godly counsel in your life and perhaps sign off social media if the noise is too loud. Get excited for 2021 and get excited for the rest of your life. 
Because let's never forget, this life right here on earth is a blip and eternity is coming soon. Will we run the race with perseverance well, like Hebrews says, resolve to follow God and obey God until we meet him face to face? To end this episode, I wanted to give you a few journaling questions or just questions to ask yourself during your Bible time or to discuss with your boyfriend, husband, family, whatever you'd like to do. Questions that will only be helpful for this beginning of the year, but throughout the year. Again, if you're listening to this later, these questions are still applicable. These may help you pause, get direction, and prioritize the Lord. So I wanted to give you six questions that I would challenge you to focus on now and the rest of the year. Come back and see how God has been growing you. The first question is, what's one thing you can do more of this year that will increase your enjoyment of God? Meaning, what's one thing or multiple things, if you're feeling really adventurous, that can just increase your love and your enjoyment for God? It may be Bible journaling, maybe serving, singing more worship songs. What is one thing that can increase your love and excitement for God? And number two, how can you improve your family life right now? Whether that be with your spouse, family, or siblings. What's one way you can seek to improve your family relationship status? Number three is what is your biggest time waster in life and how can you redeem that time for the Lord? This one is not easy, but let's get serious with ourselves. What is a big time sucker? Meaning, what do I spend the most time on? Granted, some of us may say work and you can't necessarily cut work out because we need to work. But is there something that's taking a lot of your time that isn't necessarily getting you closer to the Lord or bettering your life in general? And then ask yourself how you can redeem the time, meaning how can you replace that or cut back the time that you spend on that one thing and give it to something else? Can you take that time that you've been spending on that time sucker and put it on something else that's going to better you in the long run? Number four is how can you serve your church community better this year or what can you get involved in for the first time? Number five is who is one person or a few people you can pray fervently for this year for their salvation. I know a few people right now that I'm thinking of that I'm going to commit to praying for. I'm going to try every day to pray for them and their salvation in the Lord. I know you have people in your life like that. Let's make these people a priority and remember how stinking mountain moving and life changing prayer is. And the last question I'll give you, although there's so many, is, and by God's grace, what's one way that you can try to make this year different from the last? Look back, reflect, thank God for 2020, and move on. Do this any year you're listening to this episode. Look back, but also reflect on things that maybe you fell short in, fruits of the spirit you want to grow better in, and ask the Lord how you can be different this year and make bigger moves for Him. Well, sweet friend, you just completed another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. Thank you so much for listening to this one. It it was more of a chill, relaxing pep talk about the new year and just remembering what God's grace is and remembering how to resolve to make our lives about God and what's most important. And I'm so thankful that you're here tuning in. I really pray that you're getting excited for what God's going to do in your life and other people's lives around you and just the big church, the big body of believers in general. Get excited and get hopeful because we serve a God who keeps his promises. We have so much to look forward to. And I just am so thankful you're here. I can never thank you enough for the way that you are prioritizing knowing, loving, and living for God through this podcast even. So if you loved this episode, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. This is an amazing way to make sure you never miss episodes. And also, 
maybe take a screenshot of this episode listening in wherever you're tuning in from. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me so that I can thank you. And also just so that we can use social media for good. I'm the biggest believer in the fact that we can use social media so powerfully through our shares. And by you sharing some of these episodes and other things that you enjoy, it can be a way to spread the truth. So I am so thankful for you. I love you so much. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Here's to 2021, friend.